Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Amos chapter 6. What strikes me here and has throughout the study of the book of Amos is the timeline. Amos is one of the very first prophets recorded in scripture. He's not the first in terms of how the Bible is laid out. We're well past the major prophets and we're into the minor prophets. But he starts this prophetic ministry at 760 B.C., He's a prophet to the people of Israel. That's 20 minute, or twenty years before Isaiah is a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah. This must have been very stark for their original hearers. We're, we're familiar with prophecy because we've read through several of the prophetic books so far, just as Christians being around the church and around the faith, we're somewhat familiar of prophet, with prophecy. But to these folks, this is, at least from what's recorded, some of the first of what they're hearing. It must have been eye-opening and shocking to a degree. Here's what it says in chapter 6. Woe to those who were at ease in Zion, and to those who feel secure in the mountain of Samaria, the notable men of the first of the nations, to whom the house of Israel comes. Pass over to Calna and see, and from there go to Hamath the Great, then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms, or is their territory greater than your territory? O you who put far away the day of disaster, and bring near the seat of violence. What God through Amos is saying here is, look around at these other cities, Gath, Kalna, Hamath. The Assyrians have taken them out, and are you greater than them? Of course you're going to get taken out. But you, this is interesting, verse 3, who put far away the day of disaster. In other words, the day of the Lord has been referred to. You put that out of your minds. You would never think of that as a day of judgment. You're not concerned about that at all. It's not a warning to you. It's not uh, uh, a prompt for you to repent for your sins. But instead of repenting and doing the only thing you can to get back on good God's good terms, you bring yourselves near to the seat of violence. This is not going well. Woe to you, verse 4, who lie on beds of ivory and stretch themselves out on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall, who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp, and like David, invent for themselves instruments of music, who drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, they shall now be the first of those who go into exile, and the revelry of those who stretch themselves out shall pass. So God is saying, you guys are going to be the first. Northern kingdom, you're going first into exile. It's going to be at the hands of Assyria. You're not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Joseph's uh, descendants are Ephraim and Manasseh. Sometimes the northern kingdom is referred to as Ephraim. It's referring to the descendants of Joseph, the northern kingdom, that have fallen into ruin. And they're living in opulent, self-indulgent luxury with no concern for justice, no concern for righteousness. He invokes David here, which is interesting. He says, you're inventing this music with with instruments like David, but obviously you have no understanding of the depth of the meaning of the Psalms that he wrote. So you're kind of playing this kind of charade and, and, you know, appealing to the icon of the past, David, but you have no idea what David was about, nor has your faith anything resembling what David's faith was built on. The Lord God has sworn to himself, declares the Lord, the God of hosts, I abhor the pride of Jacob. I hate his strongholds, and I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. 
And if 10 men remain in the house, they shall die. And when one's relative, the one who anoints him for burial, shall take him up to bring the bones out of the house and shall say to him who is in the innermost parts of the house, is there still anyone with you? He shall say no. And he shall say silence. We must not mention the name of the Lord. So here's this little vignette that gets stuck in here. And there's a, a big house and 10 people are in it. and They've all died. And there's a relative who's taken the body out. And there might be somebody in the innermost parts of the house. Is anyone still alive with you? And the answer is no, because everyone got wiped out. And then this person who answers no, who's been through the destruction that is going to come, is totally shell-shocked and, and fearful. Is going to say, be quiet. Don't even mention the name of the Lord. In other words, we have so poignantly received the punishment of the Lord. This has been such disaster for us that we don't even want to speak his name for fear that we we do that the wrong way and he comes and punishes us more. That's kind of what's being communicated there. For behold, the Lord commands, and the great house shall be struck down into fragments, and the little house into bits. Do horses run on rocks? Does one plow there with oxen? But you have turned justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. You who rejoice in Libo Debar, who say, Have we not by our own strength captured Karanaim for ourselves? For behold, I will raise up against you a nation, O house of Israel, declares the Lord, the God of hosts, and they shall oppress you from Libo Hamath to the brook of Arabah. So here's this prophecy that the Assyrians will rise up and defeat the people of Israel. This is beyond their comprehension, as we've talked. They think that the Lord is only there to protect them because they've got that Israelite blood, that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob descendancy, and and they're invincible. They're impervious. They can't be touched. The Lord would never turn on them. And the Lord isn't turning on them. They have turned on the Lord. They've rejected the Lord. They're worshiping false gods. They've gotten rid of justice and righteousness. Uh, We talked about what's justice yesterday in our podcast. And it's making sure that those who are powerless aren't oppressed. Those who are poor are taken care of. And our conception of that in today's world, based on what the media tells us about who's poor and what injustice is, is a little twisted. These people are living in just unbelievable opulence and self-indulgence with no concern for anyone but themselves, contrary to what the Lord has commanded his people to be like. And this is a special class, uh, of uh, not a special class of sin. Sin is sin. But these guys are doing it proudly, without regret, and uh, forsaking the Lord all the way. So they will be destroyed by Assyria. They'll be scattered and uh, Judah will follow after them because they're going to go down the same road in many ways. And this is all, however, for a purpose, that God will restore his people back to him, the remnant of those who get the message and who repent. And his redemptive plan for the world will go forward. Eventually, he'll provide the perfect sacrifice who is perfectly righteous in a way no human ever has been. And through faith and trust in that Messiah, that sacrifice, we, you, me, anybody from any tribe, tongue, or nation who puts our faith and trust in him can be forgiven, set free, grafted into his family, and escape the judgment he's talking about in this life and in the next. And that's a glorious gospel that is spoken of and pointed to way back in Amos and the other minor prophets. Talk to you tomorrow. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.